Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Attacking the Championship podcast. My name is Tom Butterfield. I'm your host. And also let me welcome our resident guest, certified data analyst, scout and FA licensed coach, and also intermediary, David Bromley. How are you doing, David? I'm doing well, Tom. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good, thanks. Yeah, we survived. We had some bad storms up here over the uh, weekend, but we got through them okay. So that's uh, all the better for that. That's just, that's for definite. Good. Good. So what are we talking about today then, David? Well, I thought we'd run through. Um, I think we had a little look, a little review of the attacking output of all the teams mm-hmm. after six games, I think I seem to remember. That's right, yeah. Um, and I thought if we had a look at the top 12 as it stands at the moment um, and just review their attacking output, and we can do some comparisons with the way they were performing before, and we can have a look at the squads and see how the individual players are contributing. It might be a nice sort of revisit, as it were. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good to see you know, what's happening, what's changing, because, of course, you know, there's going to be some teams had new managers, new signing, so see how they're all uh, bedding in. That would be uh, be quite good. But before we start, episode nine, how about your favourite number nine, David? Right. Who comes to episode mind for you? nine already. God. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I would say, and this might be a slight deviation in a way, it would be Jeff Hurst. And you might think, oh, hang on, Jeff Hurst was a 10, because I think he wore 10 in the World Cup final. I think he did, yeah. But he was a 9 for West Ham, and I saw him a bit for West Ham mm-hmm. back in the day, which takes me, I know. Um, <laughs> and I also remember my very first kind of real celebrity moment, as it were, really. My mum took me to get an autograph at the local sports shop and I thought, and I, I, I don't know how old I was, if I was very young, but I was thinking, oh, well, I'll get a chance to talk to him. When we turned up, the queue was down the hill, round the corner. It was so, we must have waited. It was raining. It felt like hours and hours and hours. So I, maybe it was, but there was so much interest. And I just got a chance to thrust the autograph book in front of him and got his signature. But, yeah, it was special, really, at, at that age, so. Fantastic. Probably Jeff first, I think. No, good stuff. How about you? Mine's a little bit more sort of far flung, I suppose. For me, Romario. Romario, I just, I loved the way he just never seemed to miss. Just an absolute deadly finisher. And he rarely used to smash the ball into the net. It was very much a placed finish, Mm. a toe poke finish. He was very quick, great acceleration. And uh, pretty tricky as well. And uh, yeah, to Jeff Hurst then he used to smash it. Still <laughs> his bite, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah but no, um, yeah, I'm sure they could have probably point. made a, a decent partnership together. Those they two probably could have. Yeah, yeah. And then I think a bit later on, well, they they kind of followed each other actually. Romario was at PSV, and then he moved to Barcelona, and then another young Brazilian, the original uh, Ronaldo R9, yeah. came in as a 17 year old. I think. And uh, and played played up front there alongside Ida Goodjonsson, I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah and, but he he broke his leg there, I believe, and had a real bad injury, and was out of the game for maybe a year and a half, two years, if I remember right. And then he ended up resurfacing at Bolton. At Bolton, yeah. And yeah, well but he Bolton, was um yeah Goodjonsson was was expected to be, you know, as good as 
mm. uh, Ronaldo. Whether he would have been, yeah. who knows? But he was pretty I good. Now that you say it, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so th- those those guys probably, yeah, Romario and, and Ronaldo would probably be the the ones that come to mind for me, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think our championship teams, none of them would mind one of them. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Any of those okay. three would would get in no problems. I'm they sure would. to most of the teams. Yeah. So um so where should we where should we start then David? Well if we look at 12th in the league as it stands and we're mm-hmm. recording this on the Wednesday afternoon so there's yep. there been some games last night mm-hmm. and there are some games tonight so most of the teams have played either 12 or 13 that's Ipswich right. and Rotherham because they've had their game postponed they've only That's played right. 11. Yeah. That's so right. So if you look at the league table now 12th are Bristol City Mm-hmm. Who I believe play tonight. They're on. They've played twelve games. Good stuff. Okay. Um, so I mean, if you look at them, we're looking at them because they're twelfth, and mm-hmm. we're going to go from twelve to one. I mean, in a way, you know, they're not they're not massively exciting to look at. Only in the sense that if you go back to the six games review that we did, mm-hmm. they were. 11th at the time now at the beginning of the season the expectation we've talked about this a little bit we're using the jet the generic kind of bookies odds at the beginning of the season to try Mm. and get a feel for whether teams where teams are performing better or worse than expected now at the beginning of the season bristol city were expected to finish 19th she was rather low actually i thought but yeah i think so general consensus after six games, when we looked at them, they were 11th. So they were punching sort of above their weight, in a sense, at that point. And they're 12th now. So not very much has changed. I mean, you can look at the playing styles, first of all. Mm-hmm. And Have you got your... Can you share your screen, can, David? Yeah, with that? sure. Yeah. I think I've allowed it for you. Yeah. Sorry. There we go. So, got that? Yeah, we're there. Okay. So if you look at the... Uh, playing styles first we've had them down as a direct playing style and they still mm-hmm. are i mean primarily they're a direct that they're they like to counter attack they don't really enjoy much possession they're mm-hmm. not an overly attacking team they're not a particularly high pressing team so it just really leaves those you know they're more or less what they were after six games they haven't really yeah. div- sometimes i think some of these teams will have will have developed their style a bit and it's come through a bit more um and but not bristol city seemed to be you know what they were at the beginning yeah uh, no I've, look- I've i've got that exactly in my notes here i've said that they're they're quite direct they're the, playing the same as they did after six games uh, so that lack of evolution this is probably how they're going to play for the season and they're about on on par attacking wise for, for where they want to be yeah I uh, mean, position I- in the league is a bit higher yeah I mean, you'd, you'd say in, in in relation to where most people thought they would be or most mm-hmm. people who feel they need to try and get it right, then they're not doing too badly. When we mm. looked at them after six games, the concern at that point was obviously that they weren't creating much. They were 23rd no. and 20th for shots on target and goals, respectively. But their XG, funnily enough, was quite decent. They were tenth for their XG, yeah. so their expected goals. So it was a slightly. But then after six games, we we kept having this conversation. It, there's not much data, so everything's a bit volatile. 
you know, you've got to be a bit circumspect how you interpret some of these numbers. Mm. But I think our overall view was maybe they need a, some some pr- improved chance creation mm. at that point because some of the numbers were that were related to creating chances were low. And so that was our initial sort of feeling about Bristol City then. And if you look at where they're where they are now, um, we don't really feel we we must our kind of algorithm is saying there's nothing immediate that jumps out at you that says, oh, this really needs to be fixed. Yeah, mm. you know, some of the numbers are not great. Shots on target 21st, but then in comp- and and XG 17th and goals 17th, but then the expectation is 19th. So it's all mm. around about that expectation. Yeah, so, they're about, about on target, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, Nigel Pearson might say, to hell with that, you know, I don't care about ex- what was expected. We mm-hmm. still think we th- we're 12, but we think we've got potential to be better. And therefore, he might well be using a, a sort of more challenging criteria. Mm-hmm. So as we've said before, our, our um, assessments, our evaluations of these things are all related to the expectation. So if you raise the expectation, they become harsher. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where I suppose what we'd say is, well, you know, nothing much to report really on Bristol City other than they're maintaining, you know, that they're, they're higher in the league than was expected and they're maintaining it. Yeah. When you look at those numbers. Um, but I had a little look at, I thought we could in parallel just take a look at the squad performance. Yeah, brilliant. Again, after six games, you know, there's again, it's difficult to arrive at very robust conclusions about players. Um, we had a few players that seemed to be doing um, okay. Naki Wells was doing okay. Mark Sykes was doing okay. Nothing particularly brilliant. Mm-hmm. Our game-changer scores were sort of below 100%. Just to give a little bit of a calibration to this, to be really on top form, you want to be about two hundred over 200%. On our game changer gotcha. scores. Okay. Um, so you know they're doing okay, but so nobody um, after so six a, games. So a hundred percent. So if Naki Wells was at a hundred percent, let's just take that as an example. Yeah. He would be giving the output expected for uh, in a team that's expected to finish nineteenth in the championship. Is that right? Yeah, he would be living up to really. What, yeah might be expected of him with gotcha. all the circumstances taken into account. These gotcha. are these are you know these are very subjective in a way. Well they're mm-hmm. in a way they're subjective, but they're they're objective in the sense that everybody's being marked by the same criteria. Yeah. So mm. we can compare apples and apples, but yeah, you know, again, we're using somebody else's assessment of what the where that they think how strong they think that the squad is and what their expectations mm. should be. But if we keep to that, then if teams start to perform better or worse, it will become evident. Absolutely. So that after six games, there wasn't much that jumped out at you. If you pro- project it forward now, um, you know, the danger is that you lump, you jump onto a player that hasn't played much. So the first thing that jumps out mm-hmm. at you, Tommy Conway, is, is doing really well, but he's only played yeah. the game and a half. So he's got a couple of goals. Um, you know, but yeah, reserve, let's reserve judgment on him at the moment because it's just that the sample size is too small. 
Mark Sykes and Naki Wells still kind of hovering yeah. around about that same level. So, mm-hmm. you know, that they've done okay. Um, but again, there's not much there that really no. jumps out at you and says, we're, you know, we're going this way as a team or this player seems to be going that way. It's kind of mid table. Yeah, it's kind of almost as expected, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Really, you know, yeah. saying, well, yeah. we seem to be about on par for where we're expected to finish. Yeah. And our output is is kind of sitting around there as well. One thing to remember, though, Tom, is, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about attacking. We are yeah. attacking the championship. So we're talking about how is everybody, team and players, performing in an attacking sense. Mm-hmm. But there is more to it than that. We we have to recognise that. And if you have a quick look at the league table, you notice that Bristol City have been pretty stingy. They've let 13 goals in in 12 mm. games. And that's why, really. Because yeah. the first thing you might wonder is, well, what are they doing in the top half of the league? <laughs> well, they've been stingy at the back. Yeah. So, you know, we don't think you can take that all the way. We don't think that can get you promoted, but it can certainly get you a respectable position in the league. So absolutely, I think that's what's happening here, really, at the moment. No, I'd go with that. So if we we move on to the team in 11th place, Birmingham. One thing I was going to ask you, yes, uh, just before we move on from Bristol City, so... We haven't really got them as expected 19th. That was the the bookies have sort of put them as 19th. If you were a, a team expected to finish around 19th, 20th, do you think the teams at, in the bottom three currently, so we've got Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham and uh, QPR, they, they seem to be getting cut adrift already. I mean, Rotherham have played two less games. Yeah. You know, so they, they that could change very, very quickly. But do you think two of those three, at least, are a fairly good bet for going down? I know it's really early to say. I would say so. Only I mean because partly because obviously of their start, mm. but also if you look at the teams around them, mm-hmm. I know this is the this is the graveyard of, of all <laughs> predictors. You know, you are too good to go down. But if you look at the teams around them, Plymouth. Are, are, Fourth from bottom. I've been impressed with Plymouth personally. Yeah, they've looked good, haven't they? And I'm surprised they're down there. Mm. And I suspect on some measure, um, and I probably even XG even. Mm. I bet they wouldn't be. I'll tell no. you where they'd be on XG. They'd be in the top half. Because last week, of course, we released our looking at our top ten attacking support players, didn't we? And yeah. And there was a certain Plymouth player at the at the top of that list. I won't give it away because you can go away and listen to the episode yourselves. Yeah, uh, but I believe you you watched him at the weekend and you were quite impressed yeah. with him. I was impressed with him. Yeah, mm. I was. Yeah, no, well, good. Not, we're not going to give him away. But, no, you go and listen yeah. to the episode. Do your own yeah, work on this one, people. Absolutely. But they would be eleventh <laughs> if you just looked at their xG, the expected goals scored. Interesting. So yeah, that tells you something, and that's mm. kind of in line with what we're talking about. But definitely, so, I mean, just picking up on them. Then you've got Stoke. I don't know Stoke. I know we always say it, but I just think surely they're going to get it together at some point with all of um, their what three hundred and twenty-two players they signed exactly. over the summer with all those ten attacking players they've signed. Yeah, that's it. Something's yeah. got to work, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I know that. I mean. Manager's been saying about 
hardly hardly anyone's been there more than a year, mm. a year even yeah. not even a year in fact i think i even heard somebody say they hadn't even been there a year their longest serving player wow under contract but it's so it's a real you know it's a real kind it's of difficult to difficult to sort of put together any sort of culture isn't it if everyone is just like a revolving door you know you're in you're out you're in you're out mm. um it's difficult to have any sort of leaders in in the dressing room and you know hold anyone to any particular standards because no one's got any time to really lay any you're right you're absolutely right and there's all sorts of problems and this is it takes us back to the you know the recruitment conversations we've had mm-hmm. and trying to fix things quickly yeah you know where you resist having a medium and long to long-term um vision mm. and all you're doing is trying to plug holes and fix fix things that are, repair things that are going wrong this is where you end up isn't it yeah you end up with all sorts of difficulties trying to you know make a team from a a squad of players but yeah, absolutely but that's stoke but then I, I don't know so much about huddersfield i'm not too sure about them but then mm-hmm. swansea i mean again how the hell are they down Swan- you know, swansea seem to be a team that's improving don't they yeah, their results sure. have, have got better and and they seem to yeah. be moving up yeah but you know coventry you know what but yeah so you wouldn't expect you them up, to be down there as you move up the league you're thinking well i don't know which one of those if you're yeah. one of those bottom three which one or two of those are you looking at thinking oh i think you might be able to get above them and you're already looking looking at the points differential and seeing you know a gap aren't you there's sort of six points i think between uh, rotherham and and plymouth and yes they have got two games in hand over them but yeah. Winning those two games in hand, it's um, it's going to be going to be tricky. It is, yeah. So yeah, I I can't see beyond them really. So Birmingham are in eleventh. Um, mm-hmm. There's some similarities really when you look at it. I mean, um, with Bristol City, both of these, as as I said about Bristol City, they've got a game more to play. So of course, one win. The other thing to say is they're both on eighteen points. One win takes them up to. Well, fourth joint yeah. fourth, I and mean, I think that's assuming only... nobody else wins tonight. Yeah, but, um, you know, but that's where we are. We're, we're uh-huh. I think there's ten teams a win apart. Yeah, Three I think you're right. Apart, there's ten teams. So you've got you've got to take with it take it with the league positions with the slight pinch of salt at the moment, really. Hmm. But um, Birmingham, yeah, I mean. So where were Birmingham? Birmingham's expectation when at the beginning of the season was fifteenth. They were sixth. We're after six games hmm. when we looked to them before, and you know now they are eleventh. So they're they were interesting, weren't they? Because they were sixth, but yeah. their attacking rankings were yeah. around about their expectation, weren't they? They were, yeah, they were exactly they were. Um, so again, they were another team where you looked at it and thought, well, actually, given their expectation, hmm. they don't need to be doing much more than just maintaining what they're doing now. Sure. If they can. Um, but yeah, they're, but so the thing, as you say, that the expect, the, the, um, attacking output was sort of unremarkable. Well, that leads you on to looking at the league table, and and they've they've conceded twelve goals in twelve games. Mm. 
yeah, again, so they've been very good, secure at the back. That's yeah. got to be for both teams. When I said I think they're somewhat similar, Bristol City and, and Birmingham, same games, same points, same more or less the well, same goals scored and virtually the same goals conceded. So they've been tight, really. Mm. And, and they, I think that's why they're where they are. It's not because of any real attacking endeavour so far. Yeah. Um, but let's look at see where that attacking endeavour's gone. So from being sort of around about 15th, it's really, it's it slipped back, isn't it? It's, it's around more, yeah. sort of it's slipped back a couple of places. Shots on target 18th, goals 17th, XG 15th. You know, they're not pulling up any trees in an attacking sense, are they? No. Their attacking style, by the way, is still a direct style. You know, you look at where they, what they were doing um, after six games, and it's more like, but they're certainly, they seem to be a bit more attacking than they were. Sorry, they seem to be a bit less attacking. They were more attacking. Mm. They seem to have fallen back a bit. Which well, is kind that, of. That would be borne out in the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that sort of shows in the numbers, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So, you know, the style's more or less the same. Possession is not high on their list. Um, you know, they're fairly direct, but there haven't been a, 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 a real force have they going forward so no not at all they've got a solid defense we said they didn't need to do anything particularly after six games on on the basis they were sixth and they were expected to be quite a bit below that we're mm -hmm. now saying we think attacking support players might be where they should be looking given the combination of you know the numbers and where their rankings are so and it mentions yeah and it mentions there it, it says you know, might flourish in a team playing in a in the direct style, but of course, they've got a new manager, haven't they, David, or a relatively new manager, yeah, which we, we did have. talk about in a previous episode. Yeah, we should certainly give that a nod, shouldn't we? And I remember you mentioned about the the statement that came out of the club regarding the certain philosophy they wanted, or or, or an attacking. Uh, I believe they used the word attacking, didn't they? A sort of ethos or they used, I think they used, they did. Is it and I winning? Think they also used, they definitely used a winning hmm. um, sort of approach. And I think they talked about bravery, didn't they? Yeah, maybe. Something like that, that they wanted it to be, which maybe they meant, you know, we don't hmm. want to be just kind of being solid and difficult to break down yeah. and, and not conceding. We want to be out there trying to, which is right up our street, by the way. Yeah, which, which is what we, we want, isn't it? Well, as much as we might have felt it was a bit harsh on John Eustace, mm -hmm. um, I think we feel, don't we, that if you've got pretensions to really achieve something, you've got to get your attack in order. Yeah. You've got to get on the front foot. You've got to with, be prepared to... With the playing styles, you know, going back to one of our very first episodes, we saw that having the combination of possession, attacking and pressing as your playing style had a positive correlation with your end league position, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. And you look at Birmingham's style of play and you say, well, they're very low on possession, even lower on attacking, and they don't really press very much. So you'd say, well, yeah, they're, they're solidly in 11th, 
but you wouldn't really be picking them out as saying, well, perhaps they're going to be a team that pushes on and, and improves mm. if we trust the data from the last five seasons that talk yeah. about the just playing style alone, that is. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, so maybe maybe that's what Mr. Rooney has been brought in to do is, is maybe. to maybe change change the style. But that's yeah. the nice thing is we've got the data now to yeah. have a look at it and see what it was after six games. Now after twelve games, yeah, we can. Will it be any different? If it will, yeah. I mean, if we flip over to the players briefly, mm-hmm. um, again, kind of look using the same um, process as before. I mean, after six games, you had Miyoshi was running pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Stansfield was running pretty were running pretty hot. Although they'd only played two games each, mm. that were worth of minutes each, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were the standout performers. Yeah. The standout performers now are the same. I would say mm. really. Miyoshi yeah. running at one hundred and seventy nine percent on our game changer score, and Stansfield one hundred and thirty nine. And they've played not every game by all any means, actually, around about seven games. So they haven't played all the minutes, um, mm. but they're still, of the players who've played a reasonable number of minutes, they're still probably, they've done well enough, haven't they? Yeah. Um, you know, three goals and sort of quite a few involvements in, in attacking moves and, and moves that have led to goals. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he's, he's done a bit for sure, um, but I suppose those two are the ones that mainly jump out at you. Absolutely, um, and they've done solidly well. You know, not not real kind of white hot, but decent. Um, so they're they're probably the players that are responsible in a sense for the for what they've managed to achieve going forward so far. So who have you got next for us then, David? So tenth place is Blackburn. Uh huh. Um, we should say a lot could change even after just tonight's games. So Blackburn maybe are in there because they won last night. Mm-hmm. So they've managed to haul themselves up into yeah. the top 10. But there'll there'll be teams playing tonight who, if they win, the whole thing can shuffle around. But anyway, sure. they're 10th they're now. Um, again, you look at where they the expectation was that was for 12th, I believe. Yes. Season. Yeah. And we looked at them after six games when they were eighth. Mm-hmm. And we're now looking at them after 13 games and they're 10th. So they've, they've slipped a couple of places, but not back to where mm. they were expected to finish. They're playing style. That has changed a bit if you look at it. I mean, it seems to, doesn't it? They've enjoyed more possession recently mm-hmm. than previously. They weren't getting much possession, um, you know. So you call them a possession-based. Well, they they were like, we called them a possession-based team last time, but they it wasn't by any means as yeah. as it was just that they were more that than anything else. But sure, but that's that's gone. That that's developed even more so, hasn't it? Really, definitely. Um, so they like to have the ball. They definitely don't play it direct. They're not what you'd call a counter-attacking team. No, so, not at all. You know, that's where they are. So maybe we'll see that cement itself or maybe we'll see changes being made. I don't know. It might be interesting to see how that does develop. Um, I think it's interesting because they're. we talked about playing styles just there with, with Birmingham. 
And Blackburn seemed to be moving towards that three of possession, attacking and more pressing, don't they? They seem to sort of be moving more to that right side of the of the, the radar than yeah. uh, than the left side, that's for sure. Definitely. Which I, I think should be encouraging for Blackburn supporters when we're looking back on the historical playing styles. Like we said, yeah. if you can get those three... Uh, then, yeah. then they are correlated with a better league uh, league finish. That's a good way of putting it, Tom. Actually, yeah, the moving towards the right hand side, mm. the, the the kind of northeast, if you like. Yeah, yeah, um, abs- absolutely. Which is, it, which is not a bad place to be historically. So, yeah, um, that's that's encouraging, really. Although they've drift, they've dropped back a bit. But I mean, it's again, we're, we're talking about we're comparing it with something that was only six games old. So, mm. um, but. Back in at that point, at the beginning of the season, we didn't think they needed to do very much. We thought mm-hmm. they were fairly solid, given you know where they were and where they we expected and where they were where they were expected to be. Then I note the XG was extraordinarily good. They were third, mm. yeah, for XG. That's that they've maintained that, but they've mm. hooked the other sort of a main attacking headline metrics up as well, like goals. They're sixth. Um, I think that's sixth shots on target. They're eighth. So, you know, they've definitely been a force attacking-wise. So we feel maybe at the moment that they might not be looking to do much Mm. in terms of the personnel other than try and maintain what they've been doing. Which is pretty impressive, really, isn't it? Because Blackburn had quite a lot of public uh, sort of financial issues, didn't they? So they had to really curtail their, their recruitment. But... I think it's great how you can look at look at this. You look at after six games, and you have a fairly um, stunted uh, playing style, if you like. No, not much, not much of anything really sticking out. Mm. But as the season has gone on, you see you know more possession, more attacking, more pressing, and then you also see these objective uh, attacking rankings also improve with that. So. You could say, well, fair enough, the league position. So the, the result of the league position is back a couple of places from where we were. But you would say that the process looks encouraging, doesn't it? Yeah, that, I think that they're going to be moving in, in the right direction again. Yeah, I've heard the fans talking about they feel they haven't had due reward for their their work on the pitch and their performances. And mm. so it kind of bears this out, doesn't it, a bit? When yeah. you look at the numbers. I'm just looking at... You know, again, looking at the the league table, um, you know they've they've scored a decent number of goals. They've scored twenty goals. They've let in twenty two goals in thirteen games. So they've okay. let in ten more goals than Birmingham are replaced below them. Hmm. That's kind of indicative of perhaps you know why they're um, they're not higher in the league. Perhaps. Sure, um, but yeah. So um, let's have a look at their players. Um, Blackburn at the beginning. I mean, Sammy Smodic just dominates it for him, really, and he <laughs> has done from the start. Even after six games, he was mm. running at you know two hundred and fifty-seven percent, four goals, quite a few involvements, and he's still he's at he's up two fifty-seven percent now. He's played most of the games, twelve and a yeah. half nineties, um, seven mean, goals. It's impressive, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> just dominates it, doesn't it? I mean, Sigurdsson seems to be sort of coming through, but he hasn't played much three games. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Marquand, they again, but they just haven't played as many games, so you can't yeah. really. Tyrese Dolan's done pretty well, played eight and a half games. Um, so he's not the only player, but you know, you do you do wonder what they'd do without him. Hopefully, they for them they don't find out. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Maybe if they can get these these players, you know, back and settled in and and fit and healthy. Yeah. Perhaps these are going to be the guys that that do take him up the league and maybe they're the reason why they're they're um they're moving forwards. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. No, it is. I've I've really in, enjoyed looking at the the data for Blackburn actually. I found them one of the most interesting teams because yes, you I could see so. how that objective data is is mirroring into their um uh, sort of all areas of of their uh, of their playing style and then also their attacking metrics and then you look at their actual individual players as well and you can you can see it all sort of bearing out together yeah they've been i think in recent seasons they've been one of the hardest teams to to really you know to put your finger on why they've achieved what they have actually in both directions so sometimes when they haven't got the points on the board but they've been playing well and then other times hmm. their, number, their underlying numbers have been terrible sometimes but they've been right up there hmm. so you know yeah i don't know am i right in saying that I think after about 28 games last year, they'd won 14 and lost 14. You might be right. I don't think they. I don't, they, I don't yeah. think they'd drawn a game. It was something no. something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Well, no doubt somebody will tell us. But yes, I hope yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. You can but, you can let us know. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, in ninth position, we have Sunderland. Sunderland were uh, expected to finish ninth. And when we reviewed them after six games, they were seventh and they're now ninth. So, you know, in and around what was expected of them, their playing style is really, I mean, a similar shape, isn't it? Um, yes. Maybe a bit less attacking and a bit less pressing by the look of it. Yeah, A bit perhaps. more possession, would you say? Yeah, and, and maybe that, could that be down to other teams increasing their, their pressing? So it sort of pushes them down the, the list a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Um, yeah. But but certainly, again, going back to what we were saying before, much more uh, over the right side of the yeah. radar. You know that the, the northeast side of the the radar, and then coming down to the pressing a bit as well. So yeah. again, encouraging. I think so. Yeah. From a style of play point of view. Yeah, and then when you look at where their attacking output was decent, wasn't it? Very decent after six Very games. Good. They were sort of single figures for all the important in rankings for all the important mm -hmm. sort of headline metrics as they still are you yeah. know, seventh for shots and targets seventh for xg fourth for goals um you know we don't really think that again there's it's not screaming out they need to do very much in terms of adding adding goals or chances or support play particularly they seem to be mm. you know they they seem as though they would be reasonably satisfied. Yeah, except they're never going to be satisfied until they're in the playoff positions. But no, that's right. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's encouraging. I think if you look at those numbers, I looked into Sunderland in a bit more detail because you look at those attacking numbers and you say, how come you know the style of play is what we're kind of looking for, isn't it, for for success? Yeah. The attacking rankings are, are very good as well. So I had a quick look at who they played so far, because obviously they haven't played a, 
half a season, so not everyone's played everyone. Yeah. And the majority of the teams that they have played are in the top half. Uh, I think the only two teams that they've not played in the top eight are Leeds and West Brom, I think it right. is. Right. Uh, but they've played all the other you know, top teams. And, but to be fair, they've actually beaten them. You know, they they did Southampton 5-0 at, at one point. Yeah. Uh, they've got Norwich next, who seem to be improving. But um, but yeah, they've, they've certainly got more teams in the bottom half to play soon than the top right. half. So I wonder whether be. they'll shoot up the league a little further if they can they can have good form we'll keep an eye out for that yeah you're right i didn't know that yeah so that is that's definitely interesting i mean if you look at just but their their xg there alone that puts them in about seventh place i think mm, yeah and then for goals scored they're fourth so you know they're they know where the goal is um certainly so do they, you know when you look at their playing squad hasn't played enough. Braddy Dack and Joe Bellingham were possibly, and Alex Pritchard, yeah. when we first looked at them, were standing out. Um, and Abdullah Bar, they were all kind of solidly over the 100%. Mm. Young Chris Rigg there as and well. Then, yeah. But he's he, about he'd only just six. He's about 16, isn't he? He is, yeah. But I think he came on for five minutes and scored a goal. That's right. Yeah. Um, Jack Clark was solid at that point. Yes. But he hadn't pulled away from the others particularly, although I think he mm. played more games. I think if you look at it now, Clark is now kind of really made his, his mark, yeah. hasn't he? You were talking yeah. about him last week, weren't you? That's right. But he's played nearly every minute of every game and he's well above, he's into the sort of 237%. So he's he's pulled away from the others. Mm. Bellingham still done well. Dak still done well. Although Dak hasn't played so much, but he's come back from an injury, hasn't he? Fairly yeah. recently. Pritchard still, I mean, they're still there. Still they're pretty still, solid, aren't they? Still solid. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got a few there. There's a lot of the teams we've looked at, they've got one or two that are doing mm. okay. Well, I think the difference here is, you know, Sunderland have got maybe four or five, haven't they, that have got quite yeah. creditable numbers. It looks like a, a lot of different types of positions as well. You've got your attacking support players. There's some yeah. chance creators in there and also some uh, some goal scorers as well, some strikers in there. Yeah. So it's right. it's good to see that they they seem quite well balanced. And I think that shows in the in the numbers, doesn't it, when you look yeah. at their rankings? It does, yeah. So that's Sunderland. So we're quite bullish, I think, on them. Yeah, I like Sunderland. They're good to watch, certainly. Yeah. So eighth is Southampton. Mm-hmm. They've been strange, haven't they? They've. I it's... mean, I remember the first game of the season, I think, was Southampton and Sheffield Wednesday, was it? Mm-hmm. And I just I just was blown away. I, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I know Ward Prowse was playing and they've got a couple of others they've lost. But they were so much better and you just thought, yeah. well, they're, they're just going to walk this league. But they've been up and down. I mean, they've looked terrific at times. I mean, look at their playing style after six games. So, okay, let's let's go, let's let's go back to the way we were looking at the others. They were expected to be second, so mm-hmm. they've got a high bar. Yeah, they've got a lot um, to live up to, haven't they? They do. They were ninth after six games, and they're now eighth. So you know, they're not kind of really pushing on to quite where people thought they would. Mm-hmm. But their playing style is 
solid you know fairly yeah. solid isn't it i mean it's yeah. taking up more or less the whole of the right hand side absolutely so heavy possession heavy attacking high press mm-hmm. you know all the things that you'd want really to be but okay and i know because we've got this high bar last time we looked at them we were evaluating their output attacking output and calling some of it disappointing which might at first you know first might first look as if it was a bit strange but you know it was comparing it with a team that is expected to be second yeah um so you know we're now they were what second sixth and fourth gone second sixth and fourth and fifth eighth and ninth in the headline metric shots and target xg and goals um so it slipped it slipped a bit tom Mm. yeah we thought maybe they could do with a chance creator from the previous review and i think you mentioned a a pretty effective one that they lost didn't you yeah it did but now it's looking like they might be able might be to look across the board at players yeah. attacking players um but we, our overall view according to this is you know our algorithm saying mm, we're not terribly convinced from an attacking perspective at all yeah you know, we're not we don't think but of course we're measuring it against a team that's expected to finish second mm. so we're being harsher on everything rightly so because it's difficult yeah. to finish second you know so Definitely. Look at the players. Yeah, let's take a look at some of the the squad players. I'll answer your question. Ward Prowse only played one game. one game. Yeah. Did pretty well. Did all right, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, did very well. Mm-hmm. So after six games, Adam Arms, the Armstrongs have done well, haven't they? Adam Armstrong yes. in particular was was real hot after mm-hmm. six games. Um. Samuel Dozy was was doing very well. Um, Jay Adams was doing well. Probably they're the ones that would have stood out, really. Mm. Um, and then if you look at it now, I guess you're looking at Adam Armstrong again. You know, doing done well and played almost every minute. Yeah, Stuart Armstrong. He's sort of picked up, hasn't he? He's picked up, and and they're not too far away. Albeit he's played played less football. But they've both played. They've both made fairly big contributions, haven't they? Mm. Um, yeah. Ryan Fraser seems to have come into it a bit. Yeah, good He's stuff. only played four games. Um, there's quite a few on here, aren't there? Really? Yeah, it's a, a bit more balanced, Adams like we um, we saw with Sunderland. They had quite a few. They did, yeah. Uh, sort of overperforming, if you like, and it, it looks like Southampton have got got some as well. Yeah, it's just whether they can increase that output a little further i mean nathan teller there is he's done okay but considering what he did last season with burnley i I would imagine they'd be looking for a bit more output from him yeah i mean i'm just looking to see so he hasn't played he played three games Mm. yeah so he must maybe there's must be an injury then yeah yeah um and to be fair he has scored he scored one and goal creating actions yeah two in three games so Amazing pretty. passes in moves that have led to goals and shots. Yeah. So, yeah, he's um he's made contributions. Interesting to see when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. So that's Southampton. 
Excellent. I mean, I'm, I think the jury's out on them a bit. I think, I mean, we all know that their defence has been leaky. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's the worst kept secret, really. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you, and you don't want that. As much as we know we're nailing our colours very firmly to the attacking mask, mm. you still don't want to be kind of giving your opponents a chance every time you attack. No. They've no, because be better there. Because, of course, the, the manager used to be at Sun, um, Swansea, didn't he? To correct myself, yeah. was it Swansea? Russell Martin, wasn't it? Yeah. And I do believe Swansea shipped goals for fun last season. Mm. Just wonder whether that style of, you know, being very, very brave in possession. I love I love to see it. I've got to say, I, I do enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, but just whether the players have quite got the quality to do it in those areas, I suppose. Uh, but oh. I, I'm a, a fan of if you've got a principle and you want to play a certain way, then you you stick with it. Well, no, they the, let in the, 64 goals in 46 games. They were the sixth or the fifth leakiest defence in the in the division last they? year. Yeah, so, you know, and, you're right. And how many have Southampton conceded so far? Um, and they finished 10th. So mm. that was, you know, not in line with with where they finish and uh, and Southampton have, have conceded uh 22 goals mm. which is ridiculous isn't it, really? it's a lot isn't it for, for a team that's come down from the Premier League yeah. I mean I know there's been changes with recruitment players have gone and players have come in but well, it's know, more we... goals than Sheffield Wednesday by the way is it that's great. And Sheffield Wednesday have been have been bad, haven't they? Yeah. I don't think they're I mean, yeah, the bottom <laughs> and, of the league. So yeah, yeah. I mean it's worse than Plymouth, it's worse, you know, it's worse than Stoke and, and quite a few teams. So mm. yeah, we know I think we know one of the big issues there, don't we, mm. really? But but they're gonna need to increase their attacking output, that's for are. sure. They are, absolutely. So where do we go now? Seven. This is gonna be you're gonna chuckle here, Tom. Yeah, you know where I'm going to go with this, don't you? So back in one of our early episodes, uh, I asked David what he he fancied talking about. And and he said, well, I thought it'd be quite interesting to look at two teams with very similar attacking outputs, but very different league positions where Preston were first in the table. They were top and Middlesbrough were bottom of the table. Yet their attacking outputs was almost identical, wasn't it? Yeah. But slightly in slightly different ways, where Middlesbrough were sort of creating, you know, chances, you know, shots on goal. XG was pretty good, but their goals were awful. Were in line with their position in the table. Was it twenty second? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yet they their shots on target was eighth, and their XG was seventh. Yeah. And then Preston was, you know, shots on target and XG was horrendous. I believe, wasn't it? Well, let's have a quick look. Yeah, 18th and 18th, and that, but eighth for the goals. Yeah, and their goals were eighth, and, and they were top of the league. Eighth, and sixth, I don't know. I can't read. And we we made the bold prediction, didn't we? I'm going to drag you in on this because <laughs> then we can it take is. the blame together. Yeah. Of the fact, well, I don't that... remember if it was your prediction or mine, but <laughs> go on. <then. laughs> it's on. It, it's on. been recorded, and it's there. So whoever it was, it was. Yeah. <laughs> but we we were pretty confident that the two teams would you know, revert back to the mean at some point that Middlesbrough would start to take some chances and that Preston would start to not be so clinical 
and uh, and prolific as they were and and sure enough that's kind of happened isn't it it has happened absolutely yeah. smug I mean, mode initiated yeah that's right <laughs> pull your smug face title <laughs> to it. so yeah 24th <laughs> after six games and seventh after 13 so you know yeah well they might drop a couple of places after tonight but sure. nevertheless they've won the last five um i don't know that they've been doing anything very much different no to what they've always been doing um you know as you've alluded to earlier you know s- s- securely playing style securely in that sort of right hand side mm-hmm. um attacking team high possession you know high press um plenty of attacking output leading the table really almost on shots and xg and everything goals you know well goals not so much but when you compare it with where they were they've, yeah. they probably have been in line with the other things because yeah. they had to drag themselves from 22nd in the table for goals to ninth which Up to ninth. probably probably means they've been virtually top yeah the last seven games so definitely you know, they're where they want to be there's no doubt about that and you know we still i mean because their expectation is so high at fourth which is where the bookies thought they'd end up the algorithm is still saying mm, you know well given where you are with all these things perhaps you want to look at strikers and chance creators mm. we probably qualify that wouldn't we by saying well hang on just let's see if they keep this trend going yeah um absolutely if they do you know then then maybe that doesn't apply so much but yeah, yeah i've they, got a note been doing yeah yeah i've got a note here that says you know they're below expectation at the moment but a team on the rise you know one to look out for definitely and if you look at the players we were looking at at the beginning of the season we were looking at probably matt crooks and marcus force Mm-hmm. That, well, Matt Crooks was probably the only real standout that mm. could really say, well, I've been, you know, operating or performing at the level I need to. Um, Marcus Force sort of on the on the edge, as higher Jones yeah. sort of on the you edge. Yeah, you've got Latte Lath and, and Rogers up the top there, just yeah. about on average. Hovering around that average. Mm. But now after 13 games... Matt Crooks has carried on and he hasn't played all the games. He's only played 8.690s, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, and Latter, and some of these players, Latterlat and um, Greenwood have only played a, a, a small percentage as has Rogers. So they've not played mm. that much. Yeah. Um, but the, Isaiah Jones has really pushed into mm. the frame, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Johnny Housen's done well. Riley McGree's done well. Mark, when you look at it, I think you just see there's quite a few contributors there. They're not solely reliant. It's not a black no. situation where if you took Smodix out, there's not so much there. Yeah, that's right. There's quite a bit here. If you said, yeah. look, what if Matt Crooks wasn't playing or what if Jones or Housen or Rogers, you still got a fairly solid mm. output from some of the others. So I'd feel... Definitely. I'd feel a bit happier with that if I was Michael Carrick than if I, you know, was relying on one. There's certainly nothing in there that makes me think that, you know, their their current form is is a blip. You know, yeah. you've got the difference between a, another team we'll look at later who've had a really good run in Cardiff, 
and Middlesbrough. And I would, if I had to put a bet on one of them continuing and one of them stopping, I would certainly be more confident with uh, with Middlesbrough continuing their good to, form. Yeah, really. I think so. I mean, they've won the last five games. You can't do yeah. much better than that, can you? No, no, exactly. Uh, but they're not solely reliant. I mean, Riley McGree's a top scorer mm-hmm. on three. It's not like, you know, they've got a player there that, as I say, it's all. It's lovely to have a real sort of spearhead striker that yeah. you can And I suppose they had that last lose. year, didn't they? Well, they definitely had it had two, didn't they? So, mm, yeah, true. Yeah, how many like, How many games has Johnny Housen uh Played compared uh, after thirteen games compared to after six. Right, so he's played uh, seven point three now, uh, and he played okay. four point. So about six. about the same. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if if perhaps because he he's one of those players I think who probably doesn't get a lot of um, headlines. Yeah, but he's one of those guys that is just a really solid contributor, and he's going to probably make everyone else around him better from his industry and the way the way he plays he's been yes he is i mean you can look at some of the metrics there that he's as a support Mm. attack what we call an attacking support player he's been he's been in and around their attacks a lot yeah yeah from that from the attacking point of view definitely good stuff yeah no so that i I feel quite bullish about middlesbrough Mm. um so you mentioned Cardiff in sixth. Yep, and well done. Hats off to him. I'm yeah. You know, I'm surprised, but yeah, me too. Know, well done. We, I mean, their expectation was twentieth, wasn't it, at the beginning of the season? I think it was. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure, it wasn't among the, the Cardiff fans, hmm. and among the some of the people who would say that they know better. But that was the general feeling when we looked to them after six games. They were sixteenth, so we were thinking okay you know and now they're sixth Mm. so they've done well um their playing style seem to be it's the same kind of shape it's not the shape that you would be looking for we don't think not historically that's for sure yeah counter-attacking style i mean that doesn't mean you can't achieve with this does it of course yeah i think we've looked at teams like luton and in the past and Huddersfield, Huddersfield as well, yeah. Like that. Um that have done have kind of, you know, bucked the trend a bit. Mm. But it's not the typical um style of a team up there. Um but when we looked at them before, they were doing v- pretty well on the XG and the goals before. Mm. They were doing very well on them. Um and the goals are still good. They're fourth for goals. The XG slipped back a little bit, but it's still okay. It's some sort of mid-table tenth, just above. Well, I made some some notes on Cardiff, and I just said, you know, obviously they seem to be a, a counter-attacking team. Uh, consistent attacking output seems to have stayed about the same from the first six games to the to the thirteenth. You know, not a lot of movement there, um, and seem to be above the expectation, really. Yeah, no, I think so. So well, no, they should be should be pleased with how they're doing. Well, that, I mean, in the end, you know, league position is league position. Then they're mm. sixth. Um, would you be concerned about anything? I mean, would you look at? Um, I would expect them to revert to the mean a bit like Preston. Yeah, I would expect Preston and Cardiff to be around each other in the league table 
come come the end if everything stayed the same. Yeah. Well, I don't think that you'd expect a team who's 14th for shots on target to end up fourth in the league on goals when you're looking at the no. the teams like Leicester, Leeds, you know, Ipswich are scoring a lot of goals, uh, Sunderland, Blackburn, Middlesbrough, you know, all those teams there, you'd expect that to, to change, wouldn't you? You would expect that to change. Um, yeah, so, well, I mean, they've been quite clinical. They've taken advantage mm. of the chances they've had. Yeah. Let's have a quick look at the squad, see if we can, that reveals anything interesting. But um, I think when I looked at this before, I mean, initially when we were looking at it, Aaron Ramsey was standing out, wasn't he? But did he got, I think he got injured, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. So he's not played since, um, you know, so. And then that, their form went on, went through the roof. Can't <laughs> <laughs> be enough. So, I mean, he was, he was definitely up there. And Josh Bowler was doing quite well. Um, and Ike Ogbo was doing well before. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so, but who's doing great? There's nobody that stands out particularly now who's played a lot of games and is really mm. kind of pushing it. Yeah. Um, no, Grant's done okay. Ogbo's done okay. Um, Bowler and, and then Ramsey, but they haven't played much recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- there's not. There's not much to hang your hat on there, is there? No. Really? Which is probably just... No, again, we'd want to probably... see more from Callum Robinson, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. See him play that more probably minutes. bears out the the sort of where it's difficult to kind of see that they're going to be able to comp- com- continue with that. Hmm. Um, whatever it is they're doing that's getting the goals. Um, so... I don't know. Um, no, they're an interesting one, that's for sure. Yeah, they are. Well, I don't know. I don't feel quite so sure about Cardiff as the team no, below them. No, they're in the Preston category for me. They are a bit. Maybe not quite so sort uh-huh. of much of a standout as that. But So, fifth, West Brom. So, again, West Brom played last night. They won. That's helped them up into a position that, you know, it's pretty lofty, really. Mm-hmm. We thought, or everybody said at the beginning of the season, 11th, bearing in mind, I think, the difficulties they've been having as a yeah. club, generally, and with recruitment and so on. They were 13th after six games. They're now fifth. So, obviously, things have, from a from point of view of league position, have been going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Their style... I mean, when we looked at it before, we couldn't make anything at all much of it, could we? Because we yeah, it was really strange. Sticks out at all. They're probably on balance more counter-attacking than anything else. But that even that wasn't highly distinct. No, not conclusive, was it? And now the shape is similar, but it's mm. a little bit more. You know, that counter-attacking and the pressings have become a little bit more, um, well, distinctive, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Not much possession, really. They don't play it long. Not overly attacking. So, I don't know. It's Again, I'd say, looking at that, I'm not quite sure quite what they're trying to do, if I'm honest. I think no. they've, they've had trouble. We know that, you know, they lost their main striker, DK, didn't they, to a long-term yes. injury. And then they brought yeah. Madja and Sarmiento in, who were two attacking players. Neither of them have been available much. No, they've um, had injuries, haven't they? So, yeah, I mean, he's probably doing what he can do with who he's got available. 
but... seems to be moving in the right direction to the right of the radar though doesn't it i suppose if we're sticking to yeah i guess yeah yes for sure yeah slightly inching more attacking. inching it there. is inching over <laughs> if it's moving anywhere it's moving in the right direction mm. so after six games you know what we did say was look the goals they're sixth in in the league for goal for goals scored but they're terrible shots on target and xg they're in the 20th position for both so we they were very clinical with what they had they were another kind of preston scenario yeah that's moved slightly the the right way since but they're not great you know they're not they're not where they'd want to be they're 17th and 18th for shots and target and xg and sixth for goals so it still it still seems like they're relying on what chances they get they're managing to put away at a reasonable level um so i mean it's not again it's not convincing tom is it no it's not a convincing fifth place is it not on the balance of just looking at the numbers yeah you you look at someone like uh the middlesbrough and sunderland numbers yeah and the the dramatic changes you've seen with them marrying that up with their playing style and you think no, if I had to say out of those three, who's going to finish third out of the three? Yeah. I think at the moment it would be it would be West Brom by, you know, pretty pretty sure about that. Well, it's a bit Cardiff, Pre- West Brom, and Preston who are sixth, fifth, and fourth mm. are, are rather in the same boat in yeah. the sense that yeah, you can't quite see how they are sort of really distinguishing themselves from an attacking point of view other than well what chances they've had they've put away Hmm. we don't think that kind of thing sustains particularly no because i i think if you do have a player who is that clinical then they're gonna probably get picked up (laughs) and and taken up a level anyway aren't they yeah Uh, you know, it's it's not going to go un, unseen, or is it? You know, that's the thing. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Trying well, to uncover these. Let's these, look at uh, their players. Let's look at West Brom's squad. Um, again, after six games, well, the only one really who stood out, who played a decent number of games, was John Swift mm-hmm. um, at two hundred and thirty-one percent. So he was having a good time of it. Four point seven games out of the six. Yeah, there were, you know. There were a couple that kind of done all right, but hadn't played much. Um, mm-hmm. And now, if you look at it now, you know, John, I know John Swift's been injured recently, so he hasn't played that many more games than he had before. Played 8.190s now, and he's still up there. You know, he's scored six goals and been involved in most of what's been good attacking-wise. Mm-hmm. Um there's not much else that you'd say, no. well, you know, Mowit, I think for an attacking support player has been creditable 124%. Mm-hmm. And I think he's been playing a bit recently. Yes. Then yeah. Garner's recent, very recently really hoisting himself up, but he hasn't played much. So again, you know, is it, is it a good game followed by a kind of okay couple of games or, um, no. but you know, we know they've got, They've got the firepower there, Matt Phillips, Jeb Wallace, players that we know what they are capable of doing, Mm. but the manager at the moment hasn't. But through, I think, a combination of bad luck with injuries, yes, and and a lack of resource, which is not 
is full. Um, but and really just not being able to find that blend of this is the this is how I'm going to get the best out of the players I've got. Because everybody thinks of West Brom as, you know, strong, powerful team, good, you know, power, strong club who is going to be up there. And so he hasn't kind of got that recipe together, has he, quite? Doesn't seem to have yet. And and certainly the, the numbers would say that. And I think probably the eyeball test as well, when you when you watch them play, they're just not quite clicking, are they? No. Yeah, so West Brom, yeah, I, you know, they they need to, they, the manager just needs to put this recipe together with what he's got available, essentially. But they're fifth. Yeah, so, they're, you know, they're in a better position than they were last year. Let, exactly. So let's let's not be too <laughs> sort of down about things, but mm. and that's where they are. So that's West Brom, Preston in fourth. Mm-hmm. We've touched on. Yeah. So. Preston have got a weird playing style, haven't they? And I remember hearing that their new manager was very keen on the pressing style. But it seems like that is the only thing they do, doesn't it? Now, they don't looks like it. really have possession. They don't really attack. They're not counter-attacking specifically. They're maybe a bit more direct. But yeah. you just end up with this strange sort of diamond shape that's very, very thin, very small. Like and a it's sliver of glass. Yeah, it really them. is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And if only their their attacking was as sharp as their <laughs> this oh. diamond on here, they'd yeah. probably still be in first. But um, yeah. but yeah, very strange, but very consistent. You know, it's that shape after six. It's that shape after twelve games. Yeah. And um, and I don't think much has really changed. If anything, it's probably got worse, isn't it? Well, well yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, if you look at. Uh, some might progress. say we predicted it. <laughs> well, some might say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they were expected to be 14th. Let's go from the from the mm-hmm. from the start. And they were top when we looked at them after six. Yeah. We looked at their playing style and said, well, it basically it's a high press. It's a fairly direct, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. The reason they're top is not to do with the amount of chances they've created, because they're 18th and 18th in shots on target and XG. But they're sixth in terms of goals. Yeah. So it's down to their finishing. That seems to be it. Now, okay, we're only talking about attacking. So I'm a I'm conscious of, you know, it's not only the attacking because the defense comes into it. Um and they've conceded now 18 goals, which is not, you know, I suspect at that time, and I can't at the moment, I'm not sure how many they conceded after six, but probably not very many. So it was a combination of being fairly clinical with what they had created and being a bit, you know, stingy at the back. Absolutely. We were saying at the time, we thought chance creators and attacking support players were needed, even though they were top yeah. um, because of their relatively low ranking. Yeah. And now, the shots on target are 22nd. And the next year, 21st. So they've slipped even further. Mm-hmm. And the goals are only 15th as opposed to 6th. So yeah. it's all going the wrong way, Tom, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's it's quite a slip, isn't it, from where they were, that's for sure. And we're saying now it's strikers chance. So on the basis, even of even of a not a massively um, optimistic um, finishing position of 14th, we're still saying even though they're 4th, 
we think it's all going a bit wonky. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, that's. I'm sure we're not. You know, it's not a massive surprise to the fans that go and watch them every week that something's changed and so on. It'd be really play, interesting yeah. to get the view of a Preston fan of what it's like to watch them because I've, I've not had the the pleasure of watching Preston yet, but it, it looks like a team that's very much built on defence first, you know, pressing, winning the ball back, you know, really harrying the other team. Mm. Uh, and then I, I guess trying to get it forward as quickly as possible. Yeah. I've watched them a little bit. Mm-hmm. They seem to have been a bit unlucky a couple of times I've seen them, but yeah, it, you don't, you know, you do, it doesn't last 13 games, does it? Bad luck. So yeah, it would be no. interesting to hear what they think. So after six games from a squad perspective, Wayne Holmes was doing really well. You know, um, he hadn't played all the games, but he played nearly four, equivalent of nearly four. Our friend, mm-hmm. um, well, they brought in these players. They brought this Frocco Jensen in and Will Keane, and they been, had been doing really well, along with Osmejic. Mm-hmm. He Very good. played a game. Yeah. can't remember what I called him back then. <laughs> um, I don't think it was that, that last time, but that's fine. Was it not? Okay. <laughs> I might have given him a hard J last time. <laughs> I think you might have done, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, they, they the, the players they brought in would, had done quite well for them, hadn't they? You know, hmm. these these top sort of half-dozen players, the ones who'd played, had done quite well. They were the ones that had done it for them. So now, if we look, um, they're really the probably the ones, Prochio Jensen... Again, he's he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Holmes is okay. Keane's kind of falling away a bit. Mm-hmm. And Osma Yitch. And that yeah, and that bloke. He's <laughs> falling. Yeah, whatever his name is, he's falling back as well. So yeah, Aussie. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Aussie. <laughs> um yes, so it tells the same story, I suppose, doesn't it, really? Mm. You know. So I don't know. They need to do something if they want to try to maintain that position. I, I just can't see they're going to, really, frankly. I can't see they're going to be up there No, come the turn no. of, the, of the year. I think it, it wouldn't surprise you. I mean, looking at the, the three teams I've got here, the, the last three teams we've gone through, Cardiff, West Brom and, and Preston, we've got four, fifth, sixth. It wouldn't surprise me at all if we were looking at 11th, 12th, 13th at some point. Yeah. You know, looking at their numbers, that's for sure. Yeah, you could be right. If they don't do something. In yeah, out, out of those three teams, I would be more positive about West Brom, I would say, purely because of the quality they've got in their squad and that they have they have actually put on a playoff run, you know, as, as recent as last year, you know, almost getting up there, even though they were bottom of the league mm. after about this many games last time. So... Yeah, even though they look like they're on sort of shaky, shaky foundations from an attacking point of view, I'd say I'm more, more enthusiastic about West Brom's chances out of those three teams, out of them, Cardiff and Preston. What would you say? I would agree with you, and it might be to do with the manager. Yeah, because he's been presented with, you know, these difficulties, and he's found a way. You know, mm. They get criticism, so when things don't go well, so you've got to be prepared to give them a bit of credit for 
navigating their way through these absolutely you know setbacks so they yeah. have had injuries they have had a pretty light a light transfer window and they're, they're just the facts so yeah if yeah. he's managed to do that with them so maybe and we know what he's done before in this division so maybe you just have to say well whatever whatever he's presented with he'll probably do better than most would yeah maybe um, go above expectation yeah um so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, I, but you know, I think it's going to be tough for them to maintain mm. that sort of playoff position. Yeah, for sure. Really. When you you look at the teams who are coming up behind them, you know, we've mentioned, yeah, you know, Middlesbrough and Sunderland look look pretty good, don't they? Southampton, uh, Southampton yeah. going to be strong. I, I, you know, a team that we'll we'll talk about next time in Norwich. I, I still think that they've got something to offer. Yeah, and Hull, you know, yeah. let's be honest, yeah. they're not many points behind. No. If Hull City win tonight, and I can't remember mm-hmm. who they're playing. If they win tonight, then they go above. They potentially, well, they, they'll be on the same points as West Brom, Cardiff, and Middlesbrough and Southampton. So that's how that's tight right, it yeah. all is, you know. So yeah. we could be, if we were doing this in two games' time, we could be talking about a completely different set yeah. of teams. Yeah. You no, know? well, largely anyway. Yeah. So. That's why we love the championship. That's the championship. Yeah, we love it. So, okay, top three, Leeds. Yeah, and and I think this is, for me, where all of a sudden we go into another tier of teams, of quality-wise, from from what we've seen so far, certainly. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they were predicted to be third. We looked at them after six games. They were 10th, so they had a bit of a shaky start, really. Mm -hmm. Their playing style has really cemented isn't it i mean they're, yeah they're not highly possession based but they're attacking um they press pretty high mm-hmm. they're not i mean they're not they don't they're not they're not a team that will, will give away possession willy-nilly but they're not they don't base their whole it doesn't look like from the from the performances they've given so far that it's all about possession at all with them no does it it's fallen if anything yeah, it's quite interesting that, isn't it? Yeah, so, but the attacking, they've definitely stepped up the attacking. Pressing's probably press, pushed up slightly. So they were third. Sorry, they were expected to be third. We felt, you know, they were poor relative to their expectation. They were poor on shots on target in XG in the first half dozen games and a bit disappointing in goals, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. And we felt they needed play. They needed you know, whether they needed players at that point, but they definitely needed players to step up yes. all the way across the board yeah, with their attackers, didn't they? And now we're at a position where, you know, they're they're sixth, fourth and sixth for mm. shots, XG and goals. So they're right coming back up to where they need to be. And we've dropped the strikers off and said maybe they need chance creators and second supports to step up. Yeah. Um, but... If we flip over, should we flip over to there? Yeah, let's have a look. Squad, to see what's going on. So, um, Piro was doing all right at the beginning, first half dozen games. He only played half of them, but he'd done well, really mm-hmm. well. And then the only other players, I mean, Rutter had done okay. The guy, These are the play, team, uh, players that have played games. You know, there weren't many, there weren't standout players, non-toe, but, He'd only played half the games at that point. 
Somerville were done okay, but he'd only played half the game. So they, they'd had decent starts. They weren't kind of jumping out going, you know, look what I can do, were they? No. Nice. Six games. But then if you look at them now, Pirro's pushed on. So he's up at knocking on the door of 200%. Yeah. Um, Jaden Anthony's not played much. Glenn Kamara, well, no, Glenn Kamara's not particularly added much attacking-wise. Rutter's pushed on. He's yeah. played 10 games and he's solidly over. He's at like 130% nearly. Somerville's definitely pushed on. It was brilliant the other night, mm. by the way. Yeah, no, it's very... And that's, and that's the thing. These numbers are compared to a third-place finish, right? These player numbers, sorry, these player mm-hmm. numbers are are straight outright for the position and f- against the league average. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So, so they're not really they're not being downgraded. Yeah. Um, so these these are just their their pure attacking numbers. Yeah, there is an element of of modification in these to take account of how overall attacking the team is. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, you know, there is some context in there, but even so you can compare what they're doing now with what they were doing at the beginning of the season. Definitely. And and see that they've kicked on. And I, looking at that, it just looks to me like these are again, another team with options. They've got players that are, that are coming are coming on the way you'd want them to mm. and that if they lost one or two it wouldn't be the end of the world necessarily no i mean you look at the names there and you've you've got piro you've got rutter somerville uh nonto sinistera you've got banford in there they're you know gelhart as well mm. all good players aren't they you know players who are very very solid at this level for sure yeah they've got lots of options really mm. So, um, well, Bamford, yeah, I mean, I didn't mention him, but he hadn't played and he's not really played any game. No. But, um, yeah, so I I don't know. Leeds look all a good bet, don't they? Yeah. The yeah. Fairly. I think, I think I just put down for Leeds, you know, they attack and they, and they press. Uh, they're improving their attacking output. Seems to be on par for expectation, trending in the right direction. Yeah. Currently below so. expectation, but rising. Yeah. A bit like Middlesbrough, really. Yeah. Up to number two, mm-hmm. got Ipswich Town, everybody's favourite second championship club, probably. I think. <laughs> I think so. Seventh was their expectation. Third, when we looked at them after six games, second now. They don't look like they're going to fall away to me. No. I mean, look at their, their playing style, look very solid before, you know, a press, high pressing team, mm-hmm. quite counter attacking, not overly. Yeah you know, desperate to, to possess the ball all the mm-hmm. time. The, the attacking was was there. Again, it wasn't for a team in second, it went when we looked at them after six games, they weren't they weren't like some of the teams where they were really like highly attacking. Mm-hmm. Um but look now it's edged right over to the right. Yeah. So the, you know the press is still as high as it was. The counter-attack's still there. The possession, if anything, might maybe fallen back a little bit. Yeah. But in favour of attacking They've become yes. very much on the front foot. So that's good, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah, it's re- look, really impressed, actually. Yeah. Because when we go back to one of our earlier 
episodes talking about the expectation from squad values and things like that and and the the squads coming up from league 1 yeah their relative value compared to Leeds Southampton and and Leicester is yeah. just a, like a percentage point isn't it absolutely yet here they are outperforming you know a lot of those uh, a lot of those teams and and those very established uh, championship teams as well yeah and it doesn't seem like a a flash in the pan. No, it, it doesn't at all. Yeah. I don't think they're going away. After six games, they were first for shots and targets, second mm. for XG and second for goals. So we definitely didn't think they needed to do anything there. They're now first for shots and target, fourth for XG and second for goals. So wow. they've maintained it. I mean, whichever way you look at it, they've been strong right from the outset. They've yeah. only played 11 games, by the way. That's right, seven. yeah. And so if you said, well, the game then was postponed against Rotherham, mm-hmm. they'd have been favourite for that one. Definitely. You know, so you would say, well, mm, they're, they're up there on merit. So if we want to look at the squad after six games, Connor Chaplin, I guess, stands out. Nathan mm-hmm. Broadhead has done very well as well after six. Yeah. Um they're probably the main two, aren't they, that you'd pick on mm. and say, well, given the number of games they played and given what they contributed on an attacking basis. Now we are still, Connor Chaplin's still up there, not quite 200%, but he's played nearly 10 games. Um, Nathan Broadhead, 166% after seven. Yeah. You've got a few come, seem to be coming into it. Mari Hutchinson's now played three and a half. Mm-hmm. He's done terrifically well. Yeah, he's really well. Um, yeah, Taylor hasn't played enough really to, but then you've got Marcus Harness, Freddie Ladapo. They've played a couple of games each, Caden Jackson, and mm-hmm. they've all done well. Yeah. Know, but okay, independent, individually, you can't say they're, they've done what, um, Chaplin and Broadhead have done, but between mm. them, they've added something. So again, if that continues, like they're quite, um, yeah, they've got quite a few options, haven't they? Absolutely, definitely. No, it's exciting, exciting to see how they um, yeah. how they push on. So then, last and by no means least, Leicester yeah. City expected to be what number one. They were number two when we looked at them before, and number one now. Their playing style was, well, it was, it's more or less what it was. If anything, yeah. it's a little bit more pressing and possession mm-hmm. heavy, a little bit less attacking, funnily enough. Yeah. Outright attacking, but not, but still decent, still in that sort of right hand side. It's all on the right hand side, isn't it? It's all on the right. <laughs> you know, they don't play it long, they don't counter you. You know, no. I suppose when you got the ball all the time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no chance, is there? No. Um, <laughs> so when they when we looked at them first time round, they were fourth, fifth, and fourth for the shots and target XG and goals, and now third, first, and first. So they've pushed on yeah. there. Yeah. So I mean, although we're saying slightly less attacking, but they've actually their numbers would actually argue with that and say, mm. no, we're not. When it comes to the things that really count. You know, we've we've actually improved. Yeah. Um, we you know, not not surprising. We don't think they really need to do anything other than keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, um, I think it is just literally just carry on, lads, isn't it? Yeah, it is really. When you look at the squad, 
you've got quite a few there. One that jumps out after six games was obviously Ken and Jewsbury Hall. Yeah. But also he's supported heavily by Navadidi, by um, Ndidi, McAteer. Mm-hmm. Those were the players after probably yeah. six games. And now I think there's one or two more have come into it. Mavadidi's still in there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Dewsbury Hall, Ndidi. Inacho's in there. Mm-hmm. Amy Vardy's found his shooting boots. McAteer's still in there. I mean, really, it's blooming frightening, isn't it? Yeah. No, they've got a lot of quality there, haven't they? Yeah. And they've got players that, you know, haven't even featured, really. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got, yeah, I mean, it's... It's yeah, you've got Pats and Dakar still to come back, haven't you? It's a strong squad, so I mean that's for sure. You know, you you've got to say nobody's going to be predicting them to slip back. I don't think, albeit no. I don't ever like to predict this division, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, they're looking good for their position. Yeah. Aren't they? I, I think looking at the the difference between those three teams and you know, the first, second, third. And the fourth, fifth, and sixth. I don't think the the contrast could be any more really in, in confidence. I think I would be very surprised if any of those top three fell out of the top six, barring you know catastrophic injuries or, or whatever it be. Um, maybe even players get picked up and and bought for other teams. I don't I don't know, um, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if all of those in fourth, fifth and sixth were not in the playoffs come the end of the season, unless things change. Yeah. But no, with the one the one that I'm more confident about having a chance of getting in there would be West Brom because of the manager's history in the league and his his performance. And also we know that they've got quality players in there who've done it before. Yeah, but he's got to find a way, I think, of yeah. being able to bring everybody together. Yeah. With, with teams like Sunderland, Middlesbrough, uh, you've got Hull City, like you say, all in there, all performing really well. Uh, you're going to have yeah. to try and hold those off as well, aren't you? You've got to hope they keep beating each other, don't you? Yeah, well, they, and, and, and it probably really. will. It probably will happen, won't it? You look right the way down to kind of Coventry, Swansea. Mm-hmm. All those teams are perfectly capable of winning in any of those games, really. Absolutely, yeah. Especially at home, aren't they? Yeah. No, I think that's what happens. That's why it's so hard to to, to call it is because you've got teams that are going to upset the expectation mm. all the way down to the, more or less. I mean, we've talked about the bottom three and they're going to have some successes, no doubt. But you know, I think Plymouth have got wins in them, especially at home. Stoke, yep. you don't know what you're going to get one week to the next. No. They beat anybody. You know, Swansea and Coventry, we've talked about. Millwall, we know. Millwall, if they, depending on what they do with the manager, that mm-hmm. could come back on track. Watford, Norwich, Hull—all difficult teams yeah. to predict. All, all teams. Hull, Norwich, and Watford are all teams that could go on. You know, a, a big winning run, aren't they? They've got the quality Definitely. there to do it. You wouldn't be shocked to see any no. of them in the prem in the in the playoff places, would you? No, not at all. So, I mean, it is a real strong league. This. So uh, yeah, no, it's, it's as it's always. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think this year, particularly. Good stuff. Now, that was really interesting, David, just to have that sort of whistle-stop tour through each different team and just see how they're progressing, how they're evolving. 
as the season goes on and also the player performance as well. Uh, yeah. With anyone who's listening on the podcast, we'll put the uh, stat sheets up, I think, won't we, David? Yeah. So yeah, they'll they'll sure. be available for people to have a look at. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they'll all be there so you can you can have a look and study them at your, at your leisure. Uh, we will eventually get these episodes onto our uh, YouTube channel as well, so we'll uh, we'll make sure they go on there and and you can you can watch along too. I was just going to say, Tom, that yeah, we we've talked about this between us that we we think that we're lining up before the um, transfer window in mm. January a look at these teams again, and we'll bring in at that point. When we are sort of talking about, well, we think this team might need that player or that type of player or that role, that we'll bring in some of the global um, market, you know, the talent pool from around the world and say, here's maybe some players who are currently demonstrating the kind of output that Mm -hmm. might fit not only on the basis of what they've what they've done, but yeah the context within which they've done it so if you're a direct team or you're a possession-based team or you're a counter-attacking team we're going to try to aim them at the right teams aren't we so we thought it could work quite night quite conveniently the next time we do a we're going to do another i think we'll have a look at the the other the the 12 teams that we haven't covered here yeah and a separate episode we said but we'll we'll when we come back round to do them again it should be working quite nicely, shouldn't it? Yeah, that that would be great, David, because what will be nice is around that sort of time, there'll start to be a few little rumours, you know, knocking about, you know, a few a few players who might be looking to move on and do this and do that. And um, it'll be nice to be able to see if, if those players come up in the appropriate players list, because I think that word appropriate is really important, isn't it? I remember when you first yeah. said to me, it's very easy for people to pick out good players but it's much more difficult to pick out an appropriate player for a, for a club, you know, one that's that plays a you know like a player for Preston. You know, I'm really as much as I've maybe been a bit harsh on Preston, I'm really interested in seeing which players will be most appropriate for them in their style. Yeah. Because uh, because it's a different style. It's 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 a style like no other in the league at the moment, which which makes them unique and makes them more interesting. So uh, you know, looking at looking at things like that will be fantastic. Yeah, I think the you know as time goes on, we did talk about this at the beginning. The context just gets richer, doesn't it, all the time? Yeah, definitely. Because you, you have a bit more data, you have a bit more understanding of of the of the teams and the players' performances, yeah. and then you can start to say, well, you know, they we're pretty confident looking at the numbers after eighteen games or twenty games or something that they're looking for attacking support players and and all that sort of thing. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be good. I, I think it's sort of, it's gathering momentum, isn't it? You know, it's starting yeah. to get more and more interesting the more more data we uh, we get is. and the more context we put around it. Yeah, it is. I mean, this time round, you, you only had to look at the player contributions this time compared to last time. Yeah. And they're just, it's just more interesting because you've got yeah. more players coming in. You can see how they've developed, the ones that have kicked on, the ones maybe that haven't, you know. So, yeah, that'll carry on. Absolutely. So if any of you out there want to ask us any questions, we're going to put a few little snippets from the episode today onto our uh, what used to be Twitter is now X uh, account. And you can find that account at at Champ Attack on X and just leave any questions, any comments underneath any of the videos that you see on there. 
But I think that's us done for today, David, isn't it? Yeah, I think it Good is. Good stuff. Well, we'll go and enjoy the uh, tonight's games and watch all of these teams attack the championship. So we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.